Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. My name is Gloria Morris, and I own Float 60, and I am really looking forward to the float conference. Drew, what about you? I am also looking forward to the float conference. This is Drew from New Hampshire Float, and it's just going to be Gloria and myself tonight. We have no Dylan, no Kim, but that's all good. Why is that all good, Gloria? Because we can be bad. We can do whatever we want, and we have no supervision. Dylan can edit it on the back end. He loves (laughs) loves editing, so we'll take care of that. And then tonight we have a guest who is speaking at the Float Conference. Jeremy Jacob is here. Jeremy, how are you doing, my friend? I am excellent. Uh, Super excited to be back here. And very, very, very excited about the float conference. And Y'all tell, are both going? Yes. Well, we have to, of course. <laughs> no, no. Drew's actually not going. Yeah. So I guess I this is officially my announcement of not going. I think I will be there virtually. But um, yeah, I had some. I have a important meeting on the twenty seventh. So um, you know. He'll be with us in spirit. In spirit, yeah. Hopefully my employee or myself will be there. But I am jealous that you will be there, Jeremy. And you will be there not only as a participant, but as a speaker as well. Is that correct? Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I was super kind of surprised that they they reached out to me to to speak at the float conference. I got to speak last year and was a little disappointed that we didn't get to do it in person. So... This year, get to get to see everybody and and do a presentation that I hope will be super useful. Well, for those that don't know you, and I can't imagine there's a lot of people out there that don't at this point, but maybe there's a couple. Tell us where you're from, what the name of your business is, how long you've been in business. Let's start with that. Good idea. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, I'm co-owner with Float Wellness Spa, a um, Float Wellness Spa with my wife Courtney. And um, we opened in 2016 with three float tanks, and we just kind of keep growing or hemorrhaging. I'm not sure which one, but we're we keep adding new things. Um, I think it's because you and I share the both share the the ADD with Kim Hannon. Uh, my wife was like, "You should go see her talk because she's going to talk about ADD, and um, you should go get some pointers from her." So. I have a hard time staying focused, so we keep adding new things to keep me interested. So, hey, it sounds to me like you're focused on your business. That's, that's right. What it is. So focused it, on it, growth exactly. and expansion. Yep. So give yourself credit. <laughs> don't don't talk down to yourself. Like, like I think it's pretty amazing what you've been doing. And you know, you and I talked. Gosh, how many years ago was it, Jeremy, that you and I first started talking about you considering expansion and whatnot? Yeah. So yeah, you were, um, I, you were my mentor. And so I, I I'm called sorry. you to get some, no, it was, you had, you had <laughs> wonderful advice cause you had already added a second location. I think you were working on the third and I was like, is this crazy or is this a good idea? So that would have been 2019. Um, and yeah, so we were we were fortunate that the the space that was available was like right next to ours in a strip center. So we just we were able to build it out and then break through. Um, and we added a, a float tank, so that, that would be five float tanks. We added a couple's massage room, a salt cave, and um, 
Well, we added an infrared sauna, but that just kind of got moved over. So now the full lineup is five float tanks, two single massage rooms, a couple's massage room, a room that we now call the arcade because we don't know what else to do with it. It's got like three different services in it, (laughs) (laughs) the salt lounge and two saunas. Wow. So 2016 is when you opened and you had three tanks. Mm-hmm. Was it, did you go like three years into 2019 without adding anything or was there some step in between? I feel like yeah. I missed something. There were, <laughs> there were progressions along the way. So um, we spent, it took us almost two years to actually get open. We spent a lot of time, um, well, researching, then writing the business plan, and then we got stuck trying to find a location. So once we were finally open, we had already started promoting and building our audience. Uh, so we were we were really successful out of the gate. Um, and so within six months, we, we had already built out the tank room. We just didn't have the cash flow for the fourth tank. So we added that fourth tank room uh, very early 2017. So that put us to four tanks. And then we had... Uh, two rooms that we converted to massage rooms. Um, we didn't understand the massage business early on, so we kind of struggled with that. And so I pivoted to adding an infrared sauna. And kind of like what I spoke about last year was uh, the idea of trying to maximize revenue generating space and trying to um, add alternative services, which has, as we've continued to do this, has been really successful. So when we added the infrared sauna, we started offering something called a spa day, uh, which for us is a 20-minute infrared sauna, a 60-minute massage, 60-minute float. And that quickly became our most popular service. And you go from, in our area, we're charging $69 for a 60-minute float to a $139 package. And so that was that was kind of eye-opening for me, but very um, very beneficial for the business. So that's when we started eyeballing uh, the space next to us and wanted to continue to grow um, massage and the other things because I figured out how to run a massage business. So, <laughs> Which yeah. is now the most popular thing that we offer, oddly. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I, 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 re- I reached out to you because we, you know, just with our fourth location, we had the extra room and I still want to pick your brains so and maybe at the float conference, which, you know, let's talk about the float conference for a minute. Mm-hmm. This is why the float conference is great, right? You run into people, you get to know who's doing what, and everybody helps each other. So, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing you in person. Of course, the hugs. I know we're going to have indicators (laughs) if we're hug friendly or not, which I thought was pretty smart because I have the tendency just to run up and tackle people. So I'll be mindful of whether or not you're wearing your sticker. But I'm looking forward to just those those chats off to the side, you know, over Mm -hmm. a beer and kind of, uh, you know, understanding more about you know, what everybody's doing and what we can learn from each other. So you spoke last year. Was that the first time you spoke at the conference? Yes. Okay. Okay. And of course it was virtual. And then this year, can you just give us a little bit of a sneak peek on what you're going to be talking about and what time your your slot is? Yes. So I'm going to be speaking on Sunday at 1.30. Um, and I'm going to be talking on memberships. Um I wanted to – I always don't want to be up there just to talk. Uh, I I really try and focus on things that I feel like are, are going to be really helpful. So last year I talked about expanding your business. It was especially relevant during COVID because we were trying out all kinds of different things. I know Drew and I had a conversation about adding 
We were trying to add uh, VR headsets. I never got mm-hmm. that really to work. Sorry, Drew. Yeah, I mean, either mine's been collecting dust. I'm, I'm saving I it. had fun with it. It didn't yeah, work yeah. in the business. I was no. trying to do it in a massage chair with like uh, VR relaxation, meditation things. But with COVID, there was way too much handling uh, things. So maybe someday. I still think that's going to work someday. But um, being able to add in little services to your business – uh, so you're not just relying on your float tanks, I think is always a good idea. And sometimes, you know, like we just added red light therapy. Um, and there's not a lot of people that come just uh, just for that, but sometimes we'll have athletes that will want to use that along with Normatec and floating. And sometimes you will find people seeking out that particular service, and then you can introduce them to floating. So um, I think it's it's lots of little streams going in to create a bigger, wider river, um, which is hopefully money, a river. Yeah. So you brought up you brought up VR. So I don't know if you guys remember, but it was back in probably 2017, I started piloting VR. And I was doing it as an add-on. Yeah, I was one of those early adopters. Um, I got the whole HTC Vive with all the wires and the hardcore graphics computer, gaming computer. We were doing like um, 3D art with, uh, I forget what the program was. I think it was a Google program. I should know this. Um, But we were testing, you know, what flows from you outside of the float tank. After you get out, we give you a Mm. paintbrush and you start painting. I freaking loved it. But the problem that I had was the adoption for my team because unlike most people I don't work in my float center but I'm the one behind the curtain with the crazy ideas and so sometimes I you know get excited about something everybody's like what the hell are you trying to make us do here right so we couldn't like really get it off the ground but I just bought two Oculus headsets. There's no wires. They're totally awesome. I'm <laughs> bringing it back. <laughs> I'm bringing it back. I am bringing it back. So we what do you what do you plan to do with them? So I have a little calm room with a rotating like swivel sofa, and I'm doing exactly what we we talked about, which is what we tried to do back in 2017, which is put somebody in the middle of the winter in Chicago on a pier or on a mountain or on a beach or on a desert, wherever the hell they want to be and, um, you know, get them to enjoy and relax a meditation, meditation track. I'm also partnering with, um, a local meditation studio that's providing content. So I'm hoping between those two things, we're going to, we're going to be onto something, mm-hmm. but let's yeah. not give up. I, I still think there's we're gonna something make it work. there. <laughs> Somehow. Just real quick, Jeremy, the, the trip app, I just yes. got that mine's been collecting dust for like I don't yeah. know nine, ten, twelve months. And I just got a notification that my payment didn't go through. I said, Why well, I've been paying for the trip app for like a year and haven't been using it. <laughs> it's I didn't pretty know cool. it was like a monthly subscription. I might be paying for it too. You might be. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I was shocked. It's a profession- I was like, Wait it's a, a minute. I think it's an upgraded version. You can do the free one, but Oh okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, well, so anyway, funny. so that so that's totally cool. So but the, the big point, that. though, Jeremy, is that um, you really think outside the box. And what we're talking about here right now is trying things and kind of you know adding things, switching it up, seeing what what works, what doesn't, what do people gravitate towards. And it sounds like 
you've made some decisions based off of seeing what the people do and Mm -hmm. they start doing certain combos and you kind of lean into that a little bit more, right? Right. Um, We even, uh, this year, this is how weird it gets. So (laughs) we had this like storage room because I used to have to store Epsom salt and supplies off-site. I got tired of that. So when we did the expansion, we added a storage room and I was really excited because we're going to have on-site storage. I'm not going to have to run and get salt you know, every couple of weeks. And then it quick, we quickly discovered it was too small. And so just recently, we, we wanted to add another infrared sauna because we were really booked out with the, with the single one. So I got rid of my office at Float. That became the storage room slash break room slash office for my manager, which is really sad. And we converted our storage room into another infrared sauna, but we got one without a bench. So people can go in there and do yoga, um, stretching, or just lay out. So that's that's a little bit of experiment. Some people love it. Some people want to stick with the regular relaxing benched uh, sauna. But um, yeah, we're always trying trying new things for better or for worse. Some of them work out. Some of them don't. But that's how you find the great things. Yeah, absolutely. Remind me too. Does Courtney, your wife, does she have involvement with the business uh, working day to day or no? She's got her own career. Um, she got her master's last year. Um, she graduated with a 4.0. I'm very proud. Way to go, Courtney. Awesome. Yeah, she's amazing. And she, she has her own career. She's the director of diversity and inclusion at Trinity University here in San Antonio. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, she's doing cool stuff over there. Okay, so I had to bring that up, all right, because I'm friends with you guys on Facebook, and your posts, uh, this is not float-related, you guys, so whoever doesn't <laughs> want to hear about this, sorry, Drew, this is where I go rogue. We got to get to know yeah, Jeremy, know. and the woman behind Jeremy is Courtney. And I just thought your little story about how you met and got fell in love and got married so quickly, like, that was so sweet. yeah. That Tell was that was a little that. crazy. Yeah, so she was 27, <laughs> I was 32. We met online and we both dated online for a while and both had terrible experiences and we were both pretty much done, about to quit. And then we met up and we did the thing where we we're like, uh, I can meet up for a drink, but I've got plans afterwards and she had plans afterwards. Um, and then those plans magically disappeared throughout the night <laughs> because we hit it off and uh. Um, That's awesome. Started seeing each other like pretty much every day um, immediately. Um, I was playing music, so she went out on the road uh, with us. And then, um, yeah, within like six weeks, I proposed. It was crazy. Wow. <laughs> and did your family think you were crazy? Um, our immediate family, like both sides were we're cool with it. I had some friends that were very concerned, uh, <laughs> but have, it worked out. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, you said you were playing music and you went on the road. So uh, did you write a song about her? Like a love song? I'm a drummer, man. I can't, okay. like, right, I can't write right. songs. Like I right. just, I can bang on stuff. I had, I got to, these, I had to ask. These weird hands that are right. for drumming and that's about it. Okay. And, <laughs> if you had said yes, I was going to ask you to sing a little piece of it, but mm, no, you don't want to hear me sing drummer. either. Okay. <laughs> the Fair. better story, if we can, if we can, uh, just like I'll try and make it short. The better story is how I proposed, which I see all these like proposal stories. You know, they'll come up on like Yahoo or something. I'm like garbage. My proposal <laughs> was better. <laughs> 
So in our living room right now, their living room, there's there's uh, five paintings or pieces of art. I had um, let's see, my mom, my friend Jeff, Katie, uh, friends and family that were artists create these paintings, and um, I had them put up at a art gallery here in San Antonio. We've got a really vibrant art scene, and um, which is why at Float we've got local artists in in Float, um, and basically it was a word puzzle. So the the first, uh, the first painting is actually a, a portrait of uh, Will. Uh, what is it? Will, Will Ferrell uh, from Anchorman. <laughs> um, so that's the Will. Uh, the second one was a sheep, which is also known as a U. Uh, a painting of the Mother Mary. Um, and then, oh uh, my gosh, three my birds on exploding. a tree. And then the third one is like do re, and then a question mark. And then I just and got then an chills. Question mark. I literally just got chills. I'll text you a picture because we still have all the paintings. So I put these up and I told her, I was like, I think this is a word puzzle. So she's like sitting there. It was also actually a test to see if she was smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. Of course, she got it in like 30 seconds and. And then I, I dropped down on a knee and dropped the oh ring and then picked gosh. up the ring and then gave it back to her. That is awesome. badass. It's pretty and good, so, right? And you have those paintings you said in your house now? Mm-hmm. They've, That's they've stayed amazing. with us. And our 10-year anniversary is in March. And we're going Congrats. to a cruise ship. That is epic. Awesome. Wow. I'm impressed. So obviously, Jeremy, you have this creative gene. Not everybody can come up with something like that. So that (laughs) lends itself. Let's move back to the business that Mm -hmm. lends itself to why you've been so successful, because you're not afraid to pivot when you have to be creative again. Right. And what you create once may not be the right creative fit for the moment, but uh, you know that that's such great advice and uh, another illustration of of your success. So tell me, who do you use for your booking software? Helm, of course. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> yeah. Really? Well, what do you like about Helm? I hear such good things about it, but I'm not sure. No, I'm just kidding. Everybody knows that's a lie. <laughs> Helm has been awesome. Um, for me, it was always big that we're supporting the float industry. Um, since the the folks that own it own float centers, but also are a part of, a big part of this industry, so that was always huge for me. Um, recently, I've I've always been impressed that they're constantly making changes and updates, and they actually, you know, you've got a place where you can make a request, and they they listen to that feedback and add in features. Um, so that's been huge. And as we've, it's kind of work that we've grown together. So as we've added massage, like we've got a couples massage room they've been really helpful to add in features on how we can manage that. And um, I think there's a lot more coming, uh, but no booking software is perfect. I've talked to people that own salons and massage places, things like that. And everybody has complaints about their system. But I think for me, um, having someone that you can actually speak to, um, the folks over there are always extremely responsive. I usually get an answer back within the day and um, constantly improving and helping the industry. Well, you know, that was no accident that I asked, you know, asked that question because they are a huge sponsor for us, but we are really super fans, right? Like I'm wearing the shirt. For those of you that can't see, I've got the big, you know, Helmbot t-shirt on. Can confirm Gloria is wearing (laughs) the shirt. 
And for those of you that saw the float conference promo video, I was also wearing that by accident. I didn't just go and put it on that. Like I really do wear it around the house. (laughs) Um, So yeah, huge shout out to him. So, okay. Back to the conference. What, what are you most looking forward to other than speaking and the hugs? The, well, the like you said, the the late night sessions, you know, the the get-togethers afterwards, where you get to meet people that you only see on Facebook, and um, there's definitely been times where we're brainstorming or problem solving together, um, and just the camaraderie. So, sometimes it's also like they're the only other folks that will feel your pain about you know being at your center two a.m. fixing a float tank. You know, like nobody else understands that. So, um, yeah, that definitely the community is is a huge part. And, and what did you think about uh, the virtual side last year? I think they did a great job with it. I think it it's it's they were that was thrown at them and they had to. Hey, I'm one of those them, by the way. Oh, yes, that's right. I forgot. So Thanks. <laughs> Y'all did a great job. <laughs> um, no, I thought oh, it was amazing because my colleagues are going to laugh at that. You guys got thrown a huge curveball, as we all did, but um, I don't remember there being any issues, and it seemed to have been pulled off. I mean, of course, we all wanted to see each other in person, but we were still able to um, have some interesting events. Uh, no, I'm not going to mention it. One of the, yeah, just the fun times afterwards still happened. There were some, <laughs> <laughs> some great uh, virtual parties and still some community. Yeah, yeah, yeah Discord. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. You know, there were some hiccups, but for the most part, it was really powerful. And I personally think that, you know, having the hybrid event this year is going to be a little bit harder almost because when you have the people in the background kind of enjoying themselves and being person to person, you know, you lose that 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 audience of, you know, being there, but we, we are specifically addressing that with, you know, some focus content for the virtual. So I think it's going to be amazing, but I, my point is, I think there's going to be a lot of people virtually who are going to be regretting the fact that they didn't get in their car and drive from New Hampshire, Drew. (laughs) I know I should, I should figure that out. I mean, don't you have FOMO right now? Yeah, of course. Of course. I would love to be able to be there and high five and hug everybody and, you know, maybe get within six feet with our masks on. But yeah, um, yeah, it's not in the cards this year. But I do hope to attend virtually. I had a lot of fun last year on the virtual conference and I'm excited to hopefully see. Um, yeah, it's up, up, up in the air, but I'm staying positive for it. I think everyone else will have fun. <laughs> Yeah, and have you been to Milwaukee before, Jeremy? No, my wife oh, has been there. <laughs> she said the art museum is amazing. I'm looking forward to. <laughs> of course no, not. That's so it's rude. Never. <laughs> she says it was wonderful. So her and her friend have this thing where they go and take trips to random places. They pick direct flights on Southwest, and they'll pick weird little cities that they can go to. And Milwaukee was made their list, and she loved it. She said the people were really sweet. Uh, beer and cheese, nobody can argue with that. Um, amazing art museum. Um, 
And then, uh, which she didn't know, there's also the Harley Museum, which I was glad y'all posted about because I forgot. Yes. Yeah. Well, I I have to tell everyone, I took one for the team, went out to Milwaukee last weekend to see Joe Rogan to kind of test out the waters, make sure everything was fun. I have to say I had a great time. And like Milwaukee's super close to Chicago. So some people I think are going to fly into Chicago. And um, it's, it's, uh, sorry, I'm getting this weird notification. Um, It's such a neat little city because it has like this scene on, I forget the name of the street, Water Street, I think it is. Mm -hmm. Um, There's just some nightlife, but it's, it's very, it feels very uh, safe. It's, It's just a great, it's a great city. So yes, I, tested it out and I am ready to roll. I think people are going to really, really enjoy it. Don't dog out Andy City, Drew. I was just kidding. I'm going to tell him. I hope he doesn't listen to this. No, but it's... it's and the Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, they just won the championship. So that's where Joe Rogan's concert was, or his show, rather. So that was kind of cool to see the stadium and just a lot of life there. So, awesome. So, Jeremy, I have a couple of other questions, and this time flies so fast. Oh, my gosh. When you made the decision to go into business, was there ever a time since 2016 that you thought, what have I done? And um, what, there were, if, yeah. if there was, how many what were those? Might be the better question. <laughs> yeah, how close were you to throw it in the towel? Like, I, I want to ask you this question because I know right now is a very hard time for a lot of people. Um, I personally have gone through a lot of uh, difficult decisions in the last year, mm-hmm. but I want people to be encouraged by your story and to understand, you know, when you feel like there's no way to get out of it and it's too hard. What, what goes through your mind and what gets you through it? We, I mean, we started having those moments, you know, before we even open. And I, sometimes I listen to Gary V. I'm a big fan of Gary Vaynerchuk. Yep. I think is mm-hmm. how you say the last name, yep. which is why we just shortened it to V. Um, and I, I was listening to one of his podcasts and he said, you know, I've always thought of myself as an entrepreneur. I had, you know, my lawn business when I was a kid and I've had other other smaller ventures and I always liked the idea of being an entrepreneur, but he was like, You don't get to call yourself that unless you until you do it and you actually, you know, go through those hard times to to earn it. It's kind of like a school of hard knocks kind of thing. Like you just you have to do it. You have to take that risk and um, for those of us that have already taken that risk, that's the hard part. Like getting it open uh, for many of us, like getting the funding and all that stuff. That's the that's the huge challenge. And so once you're open, I think like like you're talking about, like the creativity the creativity is is critical. And especially when you look at marketing, like there is every city is going to be different. Like San Antonio is a very conservative city. Floating was not something that happened naturally here. And unfortunately, we've had multiple float centers that haven't made it um and we've figured out ways to continue growing and the only like continuous factor is that we're constantly trying new things um we were constantly you know we've tried all different types of social media i've even tried doing ads on pinterest that didn't work but getting creative with that um we we even went out and did events in person like it's definitely work so if you're not willing to, to put in the work, then it, it may not be the right fit. But if you're willing to put in the work and try different things, um, and I, I feel like I use the word pivot too much, but 
it's definitely that. It's like if, it if something's not working, then you change direction and you try something different. And we constantly do that to the point where my employees are just used to it. They're like, okay, so we're doing another new thing. We've got a Slack channel just for <laughs> promotions and changes and all that stuff. So um, that would be my encouragement is, is whatever's right, not working right now, just try something different. Add, add services, try different ways of promoting what you do, meet different people. Um, I know there's a little bit of controversy about like giving away floats, but if you've got an empty float tank, that's a loss. If you can bring someone in and have them experience a float where they have some value attached to that. Um, I, I spoke recently about how we don't do free days anymore, so we don't give away floats to just open to the public. But if I meet somebody and I'm like, well, this person's a personal trainer and I think they'll see some value in it, I'll still give away a free float card and say, come experience this. And those always come back around as long as that person has some value attached to it. So I I don't think of it as you're decreasing the value of what a float experience is. I think somebody has to have context and then people are going to put their own value on it. Once you've experienced a float, you're you're putting a dollar amount on that after you leave and saying, okay, I would pay this amount to do this again. So try and do the best job you can to create an excellent experience but you have to get people in the door. Jeremy, that's awesome. And kind of covered what um, my next question was going to be because there were there was a poll on the Float Collective and a bunch of people responded that the, one of the reasons they were not going to the Float Conference was because um, things have been tight, been a tough year. And in talking with other float centers, there are some that have thrived and there are some that have not. And mm-hmm. I really love to kind of dive into what some of those differences might be. Why is one thriving while another is not? And I know in your case, you've had other float centers come and go. And so other than, you know, pivoting, there's got, you know, I'm hearing that you pivot, you work really hard. It sounds like you did a ton of marketing, but what are some of the things that made you successful and survive the pandemic and not only survive, but you're growing, right? Yeah. And this is a great time, in my opinion, for people who are stressed out, like we're at at an all time, like Mm -hmm. mental health crisis in our country right now. And so how are you, I don't, I don't want to use the word, how are you finding opportunities within that? And what, what do you think some of those other things are that allow you to be expanding and to be maybe getting into other businesses as Mm -hmm. you grow and become successful? Um, Yeah, I've got a couple of different thoughts on that. Um, One is we had trust. Um, We we have always tried really, really hard to be incredibly sanitary and clean. I it, it is. And that is a constant struggle. If you if you're if you're not the only person at your float center keeping your staff um, uh, aware and motivated to do a great job every single time is a challenge. I mean, the reality is there's been a lot of discussions about what we can afford to pay our our folks, and we're working really hard to increase pay, but it's it's not a high-level uh, career for people, so you have to find other ways to keep people motivated. So I've found that finding – if you can find people that already love floating, that helps a lot because they care about that experience. Um, and I have this like semi-rehearsed speech that I have for people 
um, when they're when they're starting at float, and I'm training them what we call back a house. So it's just mostly cleaning and laundry. But I tell them like, you need to. I need you to really understand that the people that come in here are are sometimes here for very very serious things. They're managing stress, anxiety, depression. We do free floats for veterans with PTSD. So what we do is really important. And if if we miss something, like say there's a hair on the wall of a tank because we didn't clean thoroughly enough, that could be the one thing that could throw off their float session. And you just rob them of what could have been a life-changing experience because any of us that have done, that have been facilitating floats for long enough, we've seen that that life-changing experience. Sometimes immediately, like, you know, you've got that person that comes out of a float tank and they're crying because they're yeah. relieved of chronic pain or they just had a, a breakthrough about something that's been weighing on them. And that's that's really important. That's I think that's why most people in the float industry do what we do. And if we don't do our best every single time to keep float tanks sanitary, um, proper, you know, um, cleaning procedures, all that kind of stuff, then we're going to rob them of that experience. So we, I think we've always done that really well. So we had a lot of trust built up. And we're fortunate. We, we were already in business for three and a half, uh, four years, somewhere around there when COVID hit. I, I really feel for the centers that were just getting started because you haven't had an opportunity to prove yourself and to build that trust. So um, that's just going to be a, a greater struggle. So the other thing that we, we did was um, – was keeping an eye on what was working. I expected our floats to be super busy because I know how sanitary it is, and we were adding in the extra protocols. But oddly, here our massage business got more popular. And like I said, we've in the past we've struggled with massage, but I think people wanted that personal touch and care. And so, even though San Antonio was hit really bad with COVID, um, we were requiring masks and we were doing all the things right. Um, I'm really happy to say we didn't have any, we haven't had any team members get COVID from, from being at work and our massage business grew. So I was hiring therapists and I was doubling down on that. And, um, we even added a, not really a second location, but we added another room at a, at a facility, uh, for massage. So, um, again, just kind of recognizing what is trending, um, and, and following that path, I think that's the only thing I can think of. Those were the two things I had thought of. Hey, this is Dylan here. What? Is Dylan here live? No, this is Dylan in the edit bay listening back to this awesome episode and loving what I'm hearing from Jeremy. This is so much fun. But I did notice that we were missing an ad read for Isopod, which we can absolutely not do. We cannot miss Isopod because we love our Isopods. Jeremy actually owns Isopods as well. It totally would have been a wonderful segue as well uh, as the Helmbot uh, speech. But uh, anyways, there's a reason that he uses Isopod. There's a reason I replaced my old tank with Isopod. And when we expanded our space, we got an Isopod because they're a beautiful giant, simple to use float tank. And I don't know if you've ever owned a float tank or not, but the more complicated they get, the more issues that they potentially have. And so it's just so great that these are built incredibly well. These are not chintzy. These are people who have been doing fiberglassing for a long time, which means that you don't get bubbles on the roof of your float tank. It doesn't corrode. They're using stainless steel, beefy stuff on the back end of it. And 
on the front end, what the customer sees is absolutely gorgeous. So i-sopod.com is where you want to go to check out the isopods and actually just call float centers, ask them what tanks they're using and get the rave reviews about the isopods because they really are a wonderful tank. Again, it's i-sopod.com if you want to check it out. And uh, Gloria, <laughs> please take it away. Speaking of what's trending, I know you and I both have recently embarked on cold therapy modalities and uh, the cold plunge. So we were going to chat about that briefly. So you haven't actually added that to your business yet, but you are in the process or where are you in the state? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about it. So we're, we're at it. We're starting a new business, which is, uh, I can't really talk about yet, but that would, I want that to be a part of it. And that was actually a core around it. Cause I've always been a big fan of Wim Hof. I got to meet him one time in Dallas and so, and I think that that is really, really blowing up right now. I mean, he's got 2 million followers on Instagram and I really believe in what he does too. I think the breath work is really important. Um, you know, there's lots of different, uh, breath work techniques, but I like what he does. And I think the cold immersion is a great modality. So I see that gaining popularity. Um, so I'm shopping tanks and i was curious because there's there's a lot of options out there and the price range is insane right well so, we, uh, yeah. we went with the uh the cold plunge um and we've been super happy with it thus far we really just rolled it out so we'll have to chat about this at the float conference uh just to give you the, the latest, but, um, you know, we've combined it with our sauna. So we're offering the mm -hmm. whole fire and ice, uh, combination. And we've had a lot of athletes in to try it out over the last two weeks. And, uh, you know, the price point was really good. The maintenance is, is very, uh, so far so good, right. It's, it's <laughs> hard to say, cause we just rolled it out, but right. you know, we're, we're really excited about it. I personally, um, spend some time at Kohler Spa. And if you guys haven't heard of Kohler Spa, it is a, you know, it's Kohler, the the bath company, the faucets, the fixtures, you know, you see their name mm -hmm. everywhere. They're based out of Kohler, Wisconsin. So oh, um, didn't know that. they have an amazing spa up in Kohler and golf course. And uh, I forget how far it is from Milwaukee, but it's not that far. Um, and I did cold immersion uh, with massage and you know, whatever else I was uh, signed up for, facial and whatnot at, a, at their spa in December. And I really felt so um, energetic after doing mm -hmm. it. So I had heard other people talking about it. So I, I decided that this was going to be something that fits our customer base really well in uh, Chicago. And yeah, so we went for it. We ripped out one of the float tanks and here we are. So yeah, we'll have to keep in touch on that. You'll probably have the opposite. I have the problem where our, our saunas get slow uh, in the summer because it's already 100 degrees outside here. So <laughs> we'll have to see how it does in the in the winter when you <laughs> it's already they can go sit in the <laughs> icy river. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we actually have the polar plunge here where everybody jumps into the lake, you know, Lake Michigan. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, it, there's there's a lot out there. Um, so again, the message for people is just try different things. Mm -hmm. Every piece of square foot. I thought when you were talking about your storage closet that you, you know, it could you couldn't stand the fact that it wasn't driving uh, incremental revenue, and you, you know, got <laughs> yeah. rid of it all and. I office from home now. I was like, I don't, I don't need an office at Float. We're gonna turn that storage room into another service, and the office storage room thing will be fine. It's working out.
Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, did I did I say what my topic was? I don't remember if I did or not. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, in case we didn't mention it earlier, um, I'm going to be talking about memberships because I, I wanted to do something that I really believe in. And memberships were, oh, that's, that's another thing that was really huge for us um, to make it through COVID because we, we had to be shut down for two months. And I know there were places uh, that, that were longer and... Gosh, the poor folks in the UK, uh, I know I've talked to uh, Michael Cordova and some of those folks, and they've been, they were shut down for like nine months out of the year. So um, it's, it's really difficult, but our membership is what kept us afloat. Um, PPP didn't hurt, but um, uh, we had a lot of members that stayed on, and we've actually grown our membership a ton since then, and I feel like we kind of figured out a few a few more tricks on that, and I have actually. I said when I t- when I submitted my my talk topic, um, I told them that I was going to pull the industry. So I have talked to a few different people to to get some ideas on how they're growing their memberships, and I've put together um, what I consider kind of like best practices. And uh, so that's going to be the that's going to be the topic, and I, I feel really good about it, and I feel like. You know, packages are one thing, but you really have to sell memberships, and that's the way to grow your business. I don't think it's a coincidence that half of our revenue has has almost always come from memberships for the last two or three years. And as our memberships grow, our revenue grows. And so um, there's a correlation there, and keeping people coming in regularly are going to be happy clients, and they're going to talk more about the benefits they receive because we all know – Floating regular is the key to getting more out of your float practice. So that's what we're going to talk about. Drew, I bet you cannot wait for that topic. Well, my next question was going to be, (laughs) will that be available for the virtual (laughs) conference, Gloria? (laughs) Yes, Because I am interested in in hearing that. Awesome. We've got an audio recording with your name on it. Love it. Love it. (laughs) Because, Jeremy, the joke is, you know, many... Gosh, I don't know how many episodes ago Drew was, he only had two float tanks at the time and his members were basically monopolizing his business. So, so he had, you know, a unique problem. He was full all the time and, you know, he was thinking about getting rid of the membership. So he ended up adding a float tank and here he is now. So yeah, but it's, it's so true. Um, and we're, we're revamping our memberships, um, as of recent as well. So I'm very excited to hear your talk. What's your not to miss talk outside of Kim's ADD conference talk? Um, I'm, I always like geeking out on the sciencey stuff. So I'm really excited to see the, the new research. I always look forward to those. Of course, uh, Dr. Feinstein has always uh, wowed everybody, but um, I know there's a couple of speakers that are going to be talking about research and, I, I'm the one out there with my camera taking pictures of the slides because yeah. I want to I wanna go back and look at the data, uh, to <laughs> you know, the charts and everything. So I'm always looking forward to those. Yeah, a- absolutely. So let's before we wrap up, let's talk about the conference a little bit more. For those of you who have not decided 
seriously, just go to the website. You will decide when you see all the good stuff. Floatconference.com, August 25th to 29th. It's literally not this weekend, but the following. I can't even believe it. It's like, how did that happen? There's a CPO class on Wednesday, the 25th. For those that have not been certified pool operator certified, that's going to be a great one because I think it's uh, Roy and uh, uh, I'm thinking... Who else was going to be joining that? I can't remember. Roy's going to pretty much be running the show. Roy's um, there, and that's yeah, a good time. That's that's all you need to know. Um, <laughs> then they're going to have the Starter Center workshop uh, Thursday and Friday. There's a bus center, uh, bus tour for different float centers in the area. Then there's going to be a viewing of the float documentary. I was about to ask you about that. I am yes. really excited to see this. We, for those of us that have been following this since the beginning like we we donated toward it and this i'm is like that one I yeah yes. was, wait i thought it was the one that has been around forever and has already been out no this is the, this is the one that everyone is always every yes. six months someone's like hey whatever happened to that movie <laughs> yes yes been going really on for years yes that's awesome this is Shane oh Scott. now i'm so jealous i'm missing this yeah that's, and this it's is like not a legend made it's like an urban legend yeah, we're I gonna. I, I hope it's a real movie. <laughs> we are gonna make sure this doesn't get uh, bootlegged out there because, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what the plan is for release, but I was really, really excited. So that's gonna be Thursday night. Awesome. So Drew, maybe you can make that work. Jump on a plane, uh. come in. You don't even have to attend the float conference. Just come and meet us. So then the conference actually starts on Friday the 27th. Um, goes through Sunday. There's a whole schedule. So you know, go through and look at the schedule. There's all kinds of things um, that are on there. I'm actually going to be doing a workshop um, really based in giving people a voice about their accomplishment. It's something that I do with Google, and we're going to be doing that here as well. It's it's great for you to not only attend for yourself, but for your, your team members. But here's the thing I'm most excited about. You ready? Uh-huh. Whirly ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. I didn't know what this was until I talked to James about it. Yeah, so this all started. Ashcon and Graham came to Chicago. They did a float center workshop. They stayed at my condo. They ended up going to Whirly Ball in Chicago. I didn't go with them, but it's a thing. It's a huge thing. So uh, it's super fun. You're like in these bumper cars, and it's just it's a good time. So you don't want to miss that. But um, yeah, and then obviously there's the virtual part too. So if you can't come in person, totally understand um, there's there's that option as well, but so many people have been working so hard. Great sponsors, great you know, just people that you're going to meet there. And uh, I'm, I'm energy. Stoked. If anyone's an energy. energy person, is an awesome energy at the Flow Conference for sure. Yeah, and I would say if if you can't come in person, do the virtual because all you need. I know it at the Flow Conference. It's basically every speech. I get one really big nugget, one nugget of truth, knowledge that I can take back to my center. And the value, you can't really put a value on that. Like, do the, if you can't come in person, do the virtual conference because there's going to be something that you're going to pick up. It doesn't matter how successful you are, something that's going to help you make your center better. And it's worth the investment. You have to think of it, it's a business expense. It's an investment. Just do it. For sure. And if, if not only that, your experience helps others. Right. So even if you don't think you're going to get something out of it and you're wildly successful and, you know, you don't think that there's much you're going to get out of it personally, your success in sharing that 
is just a gift to the industry. So it's a very collaborative, back and forth, mutually beneficial um, opportunity to share ideas and just really leave energized. I know when I go, when I come back, I mean, it's like this burst of energy. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, just things start to happen. That's kind of like my reset period. Um, in fact, the promo video you hear Graham and Ashcon uh, talking about the reset. Did you see the promo video with Ashcon dancing in the background? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I rewound it like six times and went back and watched it. Too much. And I saw He's the name much. of their talk. What is it like? Fifty-seven pillars to success. <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> Oh my gosh, they are crazy. Yeah. So anyway, beating a dead horse. But yeah, next weekend, let's let's make it happen. Floatconference.com. Drew, any closing questions for uh, Jeremy? No, I just, I hope we got across that Jeremy has a lot of experience and I've known of Jeremy before I knew him um, for, <laughs> you know, over four years. And I've personally seen his growth and... I have spoken with him about that. And if you are in any type of way looking to improve your float center in um, you know, a positive manner, I would say check out um, his talk because you can definitely learn something from him. And if you're not doing that in your business, then I really encourage you to um, open yourself up and look towards the people who are successful and Jeremy is certainly one of them. So pay attention to him. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. Well, with that, hope to see you guys all at the conference. This is Gloria on behalf of Drew, Dylan, Kim, and Lola and Big Mac, my dogs in the background. We thank you for tuning in. And thank you to all of our sponsors. And we will see you at the float conference. See you next week. See you there. <laughs>